You know, it's uh, it's the beginning part of the battle where the enemy comes against you several different ways. And when I say that, let me say this. When I say the enemy is coming against me, it's, it's, it's not a thing that I dwell on. It's not a heavy thing. Oh, I need you to pray for me because the enemy is coming against me. No, it's not that. It's just, it's a frustration. And you have to counteract. You have to adjust. You have to move. Um, and so... Uh, uh, so, you know, and so my wife and I are talking about several things. You know, it's a, uh, one, of the, one of the frustrations that you're called to walk in as a Christian. I was sharing this with my wife this morning before I left. And, uh, you know, if you pay attention to um, movies, particularly with superheroes or movies where it's good against evil, uh, different things like that, you always notice that evil is always, evil never holds back. It's always going at, going at its full force. It just never holds back. It goes at its full force. But you always pay attention to the movie is that the superheroes and the good guys are always holding back. They're just always holding back because of the nature of good. The nature of good is never to destroy you. It's just please stop. I don't know if you all remember uh, with the latest string of super, uh, G, uh, Justice League, I think, D.C., uh, there was one particular movie with Superman, and at the end, um, uh, you know, the bad guy from his uh, planet was getting ready to snap the neck of somebody, and Superman just kept begging him, please, please, please stop, please don't, please don't, please don't. And the guy just wouldn't, and so Superman just had to destroy the guy in order to save that one. That's the nature of good, is that you will be frustrated because you're trying to give darkness and evil people a chance. And when you're trying to give evil people a chance, sometimes they will become emboldened and think that you're actually weak. When actually, you're actually strong and we could kill you in one moment, but we're trying to give you a chance. <clears throat> and so that's very, very important because, you know, sometimes we feel like it's not fair. You know, how many of you feel like sometimes you wish God would strike people down for your... <laughs> Hands went up a little bit too fast on that, you know, and so, and so, but, but, uh, but, you know, that's just the human side of us, you know, but, uh, so, you know, just keep those things in mind. I just want to, just for a moment, address Wednesday night. I didn't want to, uh, I hope I didn't alarm any of you, for you that weren't there, um, um, just listen to the recording, my, my, Kids and I think wife or one of my kids gave me the title of the message. Just look for it. It says Satan. You're gonna learn today. <laughs> How many of you know? Anybody that was here Wednesday night? <laughs> okay. So and so uh, let me say something. It's very. I learned a couple of lessons. Uh, whereas that was fully the Holy Ghost, but it was the anger side of God. Uh, that's really only happened to me in about three, four times since uh, I've been in ministry since 19, uh, since about 2000. And because uh, I want to explain some things to help you brace yourself for the future. Um, so that's the anger side of God. The reason why that is so dangerous is because with heightened power like that, it heightens your good and your bad. And so, so when, when you saw me display that on Wednesday night, um, and I'll explain to you the full story. Um, that was the anger of God falling on me. Um, and it's, it's funny because when it was done, I felt it lift. 
It's rare. Normally, Holy Spirit just kind of comes upon me slowly as I get ready to minister. And then when I'm done, he kind of wanes off. But that time, because of what was on me when he was done, he lifted off of me. And it felt like, a, I can't just explain, it's like, it's like a cloud is on the inside of you and it just lifts off of you and it flew off of me. So 90%, 90, 95% of what I said was the Holy Ghost. Another 5, 10% was me. Um, and so I said a couple of things that maybe I shouldn't have said. Um, you know, how many know hindsight is twenty twenty, But it's very, very dangerous because when that, ang- it's, it's the anger of God coming up on you. And if you are an angry individual, you'll use that anointing and you'll kill everybody. So it's very, very dangerous. It's extremely, extremely dangerous. And I'm going to show you how that's the reason why God picked Moses. Because Moses, the Bible says Moses was the meekest man in the world, in the entire planet. How I many you know you're walking in some meekness when the Bible says you're the weakest person in the planet? But God picked him in some ways because God knew that when he would get angry, that Moses would not amplify it. He would actually diminish it. And so, uh, and so you know, um, in the last... Uh, um, I guess in about the last four or five weeks, there's been an uptick in people uh, challenging me from the audience. And I'm going to explain that from scripture. Some of you were here, um, I don't know, three weeks ago when the lady just went off on me and it went from, uh, you know, questioning if I was even ministering by the Holy Spirit. And I was nice. Y'all saw me. I was really nice. Everybody was like, you did a good job. <laughs> that was really nice. And and then uh, my sister was listening online. And when, when she then said, I didn't have any fruit. And it's, my sister said, when I said, you see them kids over there? She said, oh, here it comes, here it comes, here it, here it comes. And then when she said, there were no real men here, where are the real men at? And so uh, I still can't believe that. I said, you can talk all you want to. Matter of fact, you can take the mic home with you. I can't believe I said that line from Eminem. See, that's the danger side. When the anchor come on, you start quoting stuff. You ain't got no business quoting. <laughs> okay, so I had that. Um, and then I had a gentleman um, a week prior to that on a Wednesday night. He came in through this door. Somebody actually let him in. And uh, he was an agent of Satan. And he came to display his astral abilities to me. And... Uh, so that didn't go too well for him either. Um, and then this past Saturday, actually, let me explain to you what happened this past Saturday because I mean, you know, that was a quite bit violent, you know. I've only done that one other time. Um, I've only done that one other time. I had to do a funeral in Detroit for a guy who was a part of a gang. There were two rival gangs in the audience. There were about three, 400 people in the audience. Um, there were so many guns in the audience that they had secret servants, secret service that's, they had undercover police in the audience because they thought they smoking weed on the steps of the. I mean, they just wilding out. And and one of the leaders of the gang told them, if that preacher gets up there and talks about Jesus, you get up in the service and shut him down. And so, and that was the environment that I was in. And I still remember we prayed with the ushers, and I said, y'all pray for me. I said, there's something on me I've never felt before. And I said, I feel like I'm gonna do something really stupid. And. Uh, and so, uh, and it was, it was full vengeance. I've never operated. I mean, yesterday was a tad bit. I, w- I was pretty much there Saturday, but I, but I, it was my, I, I mean, I was rolling up on guys and swinging the gangsters. They had to duck. I mean, I was totally out of, the message started this way. 
I heard that I was supposed to be shut down if I got up and talked about Jesus. And let me tell you the type of person I am. If you get up and you put a gun in your face, put a gun in my face, I'm going to smack you and dare you to pull the trigger. That's how the sermon started. <laughs> but after it was over with, about uh, 70% of the audience gave their life to Christ. It was, uh, it, was very, it was vengeance putting the forces behind what you could see in check. And, uh, and when I led the audience into prayer, this is not an exaggeration. The, the people that were there, that Christians, it scared them. They, it literally scared them. And, um, and when I prayed the prayer um, and said amen, everyone looked up at the ceiling. The entire audience looked up because the, the roof was still there. But imagine what happens if the roof just sucked off this building. That was the sound. And everybody looked up. But that was the demonic presence that had to flee because men had just went from dark to light. And so, so you, and, and when I was talking to Lisa yesterday, day before yesterday, she was saying that we're going to have to get used to this. That's going to be the norm. And I'll explain why. Um, and so the man was not an enemy. He was not an enemy. And so the full story is he was on his way home Wednesday night. Nobody invited him to the church. He was on his way home. He said, and out of his mouth, he said, I was on my way home and my daughter was cooking me some food. He said, I drove past the church building and he said, something just told me to go inside. So he came inside and you remember what happened. I made a statement and then he challenged me publicly with the statement. Um, and what he said really wasn't, you know, he backed down immediately. But y'all remember, anytime you hear me come down, let me tell you something, let me give you the warning. If I come on the floor and I say, all right, this is not going to be on tape. <laughs> then, then put your seatbelts on. And, and as you know, then I snapped. And uh, I jumped. I, can't, I couldn't walk the next day because I jumped off the stage like five, six times. I mean, one time I made a running start from the back, jumped off the stage. And landed. I mean, I was. And so what you, what you saw on display, um, see, with demonic possession, that's how they use the body. You're out of control. With Holy Spirit possession, he's always there. But what you saw Wednesday night was when he activates his possession. And it's something on you where now you have no regard for natural law. You have no regard for your body. You have no regard for height or depth. You do stupid stuff like run from the back wall and jump all the way to the front row. I mean, I was hitting people. I was poking people. I mean, I was running over here and then running over there, getting them in and totally out of my element. And that is not me. Trust me. I was like, after, I mean, I woke that night, I woke up at three o'clock in the morning. I was really scared because I was like, oh my God, what did I do? Uh, because I didn't do it. I mean, my family tell you, they've never seen me even close to act like that at home. I was like, man, they don't think I gotta act like this all the time when I get mad. <clears throat> Remember what Paul said? He said, the Holy Ghost made me all that I might win some. And so, uh, so the story is that he came to the church and then you saw what happened is that I was looking at the audience, but the Holy Ghost was using me to destroy his mindset that had been created by the creature that was connected to him. And so it was very strong, very violent, and as I destroyed his mindset, the creature that was attached to him was also weakening. Because I was weakening the thing that had messed and created this cloud in his mind and he left and then came back. And then, as you know, he uh, came to the altar. And, and I, I mean, where I was wrong, 
is when I said the Bob Felicia thing. Y'all remember when I said that? Because, you know, when he got up and he left, I said I thought so. Now, when I thought so, it was really me kind of addressing the creature. Like, you know, that's what I thought. You're not going to come up here and check me. Okay? And so, but I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said by Felicia. Okay? But that's what I mean by how when, no, I'm serious. Y'all, I'm dead serious. You have to check yourself and say, okay, because it's going to happen again and you can destroy somebody. <clears throat> So, you know, so he left and then he came back in and he looked different. And then, you know, I, I remember I told you I didn't service. I said, I'm not talking to nobody. I just, I didn't want to be bothered. And it was just, I was, you know, that's, y'all have no idea what that feels like when that's on you. You feel like you're going to die while at the same time you feel like you're going to kill somebody. Okay. And so I said, I'm not talking to anybody. And so then he wanted to talk to me at the end of the service, but then he came to the altar, and of you that were here, he screamed like a child. And he was wailing like a woman. Um, and that was the deliverance part, is that the enemy had been put in check and, and, and weakened and pushed back. And then that's, I was not expecting for that. You know, that was a big dude, you know, like a big teddy bear. He came down here. He, you know, I couldn't even hardly talk to the first-time visitors because he's over here just screaming. And then he got up, and if you were here, he got up, and he was just shaking. It was like he almost didn't know where he was. He was sweating and everything, and then he went and sat down. And I went and talked to him after service. And the first thing that came out of his mouth was, sir, I apologize. I have no idea why I said that. Because it wasn't him. See? And so, now, you would think that if the enemy would put me in check, it would be, who do you think you are, son of God, boom, 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 boom. It's not how they do it. They, they, will, they will try to put you in check by coming against what you preach and hoping that you think it's the person. And so, so you're going to see those things happen. And so I talked to him after service, and he was good, and, and uh, he just said it was a darkness been on me for him for a minute. <laughs> so I had to be careful. Now, now let me tell you something. There will be times when I'll have to put people in check. They're going to leave the church, and there will be by Felicia. You know what I'm saying? But, but if it's the spirit, let me tell you something. What you saw me do Wednesday night, if that was me and that was the flesh, it would have destroyed that man. First time visitors would have been offended and y'all would have been feeling funny that evening. But when it's the spirit of God, it can be violent. And that's why don't always look at the process. Always look at what was the end result? What was the fruit of what happened? So let's look at these scriptures. I'm going to just kind of talk soft a little bit today. Hopefully. Mark chapter 1, verse 21. Jesus and his companions. Oh, and let me, let me say this first. Over the next three months, we'll be praying with accuracy about several different things. I'm almost done with the prayer points. But uh, I'm working on them because they're deadly and they're detailed. They're simple, but they're, but they're, but they're, but they're very, very focused. Y'all remember the dreams that I shared with you all? That's part of the reason why. See, what we're doing in another dimension they then leave that dimension and come to this one to try to challenge. So I'll remind you again of the dream that the member just had here recently. And he said that he was inside the church building and he said that he kept hearing this thunder, you know, thunder, boom, 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 boom. So he thought it was thundering outside, but it kept going, going. So he went and investigated. And he said when he went outside, he said 
He's in a vision and he sees me laying down on the top of a mountain with a big sniper rifle. And he said, I'm laying on the ground. And he said, I'm very focused. And he said, he said, I'm just laying bullets into the mountain that's across from me way in the distance. He said, I'm just boom, 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 boom. And he said, every time, every time I would uh, let it go, he said it would be a hole in the other mountain. And he said, the next bullet would make uh, the hole a little bit bigger. Boom. Hold it a little bit. Boom. And he said, it was just constant. I'm just boom, boom. That actually, what the Holy Spirit shared with me this morning, the Lord gave him the dream to show me what the church was going to be doing for the next three months. And boom, just boom. And that's why that was, remember I kept saying about the detail and the accuracy with these prayers to focus on certain things. So with that, let's look at Mark chapter 1, verse 21. Jesus and his companions went to the town of Capernaum. When the Sabbath day came, he went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority, unlike the teachers of religious law. How many of you know we teach with real authority? We don't play no games, ain't no okey-doke, ain't no watered-down foolishness. Boom. So suddenly a man in the synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit cried out why are you interfering with us Jesus of Nazareth have you come to destroy us I know who you are the holy one of God but Jesus reprimanded him be quiet and come out of the man he ordered and at that the evil spirit screamed and threw the man into a convulsion and then came out of him Okay. When you teach with authority, now, actually, let me just read the second one and then give you the example here. Matthew 8, 28 through 29 says, when Jesus arrived on the other side of the lake in the region of the Gadarenes, two men who were possessed by demons met him. They came out of the tombs and were so violent that no one could go through that area. They begin screaming at him. There it is again. Why are you interfering with us, son of God? Have you come here to torture us before God's appointed time? So let me tell you how they think in the kingdom of darkness. They know that there is an appointed time when things end where then God will destroy them. Let me make sure this is off. Sorry. Where God will destroy them at that appointed time. So the problem is, is if any of the sons or daughters of God begin to destroy them before that appointed time, then they will try to put you in check because they see you as interfering with what God has for them in the future at an appointed time. You understand what I'm saying? And so that's the reason why when we cast out demons, they keep trying to put us in check. Keep trying to put us in check. Keep, one told me I was out the will of God for doing what I was doing. I, they, they try to put you in check because in their mind, we're supposed to be failures, regardless of what God said. We're supposed to be failures. And so, and, and then you got to remember this. In their mind, they know that the majority of sons of God can't do nothing with them because they're not being taught how to deal with them. They've been taught watered down gospel, don't believe the Bible, don't believe in the supernatural, let alone walk in it. So they understand that not only are most of the sons of God weak, but on top of that, even some of the ones that were strong, we were able to get like Judas and Adam. So this is how they think. And so, and so I have to help you understand, when I cast out a demon, 
you know, that one particular demon, he told me right before he left, he said, I don't understand. He said, I have never failed. In, that's exactly what he said. I'm not exaggerating one hour. He said, I have never failed in 6,000 years until I came up against your church. And I said, well, it's the first time for everything, ain't it? That's how I talk to him. I don't be playing with him. Well, actually, I do play with him. I just, you know. And so, and, and so in their mind, they, they see maybe a weapon that is not norm. They see a, maybe a weapon that has never been seen before. Maybe they see unity that has never been seen before. Freedom. I know I do. They're, I, understand, I don't mean I'm better, but it's just simple a fact that, you know, we do things differently than most ministries in the planet. That's just a simple fact. It doesn't mean that we're stronger or weaker. We do things different. And when you do things different, you can have a different effect. I mean, just, I mean, it's really sad, you all, the time that we live in, that it's, you, you'll find yourself a measure of difficulty trying to find a church that they teach salvation and then practice it. They're trying to teach the people to do the work of the ministry with evangelism like we're getting ready to do. And baptism of the Holy Spirit, um, where people are praying in tongues and then actively doing it in the service and everybody that comes, you introduce it to them and that's the first thing that you're trying to do is get them filled with the Spirit. And then you couple that with laying on the hands for healing, couple that with inner healing and deliverance, casting out demons, Couple that with the prophetic and the gifts of the spirit, coupled with having real prophets in the house, coupled with the whole dreams and aspect. How I many know we have your own dreams and visions? Now, I'm, I'm not trying to do a comparison. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to do a comparison, but my question is, I mean, how many ministries do you know that do all of that? And that's not something that's abnormal. That's something that's in the Bible. You understand what I'm saying? And that's just part of it. We're still not doing some of the other stuff that's in the Bible. As, as line, you understand and so, so the more you start doing that, and then when the Lord starts giving, we don't get, we get dreams and visions of exposing what the enemy is trying, but we don't ever get dreams or visions of failure. What we do get is dreams like a shooting, bam, boom. Can you imagine? I, I was really mad. I never get mad at God. I was really mad. I was like, Lord, I don't appreciate that. You should have gave me that dream. <laughs> He's probably like, no, you act a fool enough when it comes to guns. That's why I gave it to somebody else. I really wanted that dream. I just, every time I see, because the dream was given to Braulio, Braulio, I'm a man, says, and every time I see him, man, I mean, I don't appreciate the Lord giving you that dream. That was my dream. <laughs> when Lord, how many know the Lord knows what he's doing? Okay, so, <clears throat> so when you see people, it's not people. Now, sometimes it's people that are being used by the devil and they don't know it. Just like I was telling somebody about how Peter, Peter was one of God's, well, Jesus' best disciples, and yet he said something that was good but didn't know that it was the enemy using him. Okay, so you're going to have people that are going to be, they cooperate with Jesus. I mean, I'm sorry. They cooperate with darkness, and they come to challenge you. You're going to see witches just come up here and, and just straight challenge. Okay, so one I'm watching, the person that's not here, is one that I'm watching. You know, it's, you know what's interesting about people? Is that sometimes God will just not give you peace about an individual. But you have to be careful when sometimes the Holy Spirit will draw attention to just maybe something that they're wearing in their hairstyle. And you're like, why are you drawing that to my attention? And he's just like, I just want you to watch them. Because they were, y'all remember the girl I told y'all about that came to the church? Young girl. And the Holy Spirit never said anything about this girl. He never said anything. And, but for some reason, I had a problem with the way that she dressed. Because she dressed frumpy. I mean, nothing against grandmothers or anything. I'm just saying, but she dressed like she was 90. 
I'm dead serious. And so, and and I don't now I don't pay attention to what people. People, you know, they wear all type of stuff. People come in with flip flops with fur on them, and and you know what I'm saying, and bonnets, and you wear whatever you want to wear. But for some reason, this girl, I was like, why is it that every single time I come here, I have a problem with the girl, with this, the fact that this girl looked like she just snatched off her grandmother's curtains and sewed them together and came to church. This girl is in her twenties. She had a little child, and and little did I know that that was meant to be a mask to try to. Uh, show that I'm innocent because when she first came to the church about the first or second time her instant thing was you know the Lord told me I'm supposed to be connected to your wife okay and so uh, and so when when we didn't bow down to what it is she wanted us to do it was deep a few weeks later I saw her on social media, talking about where she had renounced Jesus Christ and that she was just testing. And she was a not on when I saw her on social media, she looked like she was exotic, had her hair done, had on cutting edge outfits and, and makeup because she was a full blown witch who had come in here to try to mask herself as the sons of God. And darkness is stupid. And the reason why darkness is stupid, they still don't understand that we are the light fool, we can see you. <laughs> don't matter you come in here marching with some climate frogs on you know i'm in the army of the lord wonderful <laughs> that's camouflage so i shout out to say that's a little small lesson to share with you that's normal that's scriptural jesus had to deal with it and it's because the reason i had to deal with it is because he taught authority and because he taught authority and then because he then showed the disciples how to walk in that authority then jesus mind his own business demons just rolling up on why are you interfering with us I mean, think about that. When a demon, let me tell you something. If these demons are so arrogant and trifling to try to put the son of God in check, who are you? So if you think that, I don't care how much authority we walk in. If you don't think they're going to roll up in here and try to put me and you and everybody else in check, you got another thing coming. Because if they try to put the son of God in check, know for sure that your name is on the list too. Man, think about that. We know who you are. Why are you interfering with our business? That's the arrogancy of the dark side. And if you run from them, all you did was tell them that you're scared. That's why I make the stand that I make. You know, when you make the stand, you become empowered to make the stand that you're standing in. You run, you become empowered to be eaten. You run at it, you become empowered to destroy it, David. I'm sorry. There is no mathematical equation that says that you can throw a rock at a giant that big and he's going to fall down on the ground unless something empowered you. See, I got that. So don't, 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 bit out of, don't get bent out of shape and all that type of stuff. And, you know, there's a side of me that wish that wouldn't happen. And then there's the gangster side of me that is kind of looking for the next one, <laughs> you know. So, but it's, it's don't think you all it's not going to happen. They again, they're going to send people here to try to. Ch- That's just the arrogance of darkness. It knows you're right, but it's going to challenge you nonetheless. Some of so you know they just want to see if you know. And let me tell you something: Satan always overplays his hand. Always remember that he always goes too far. The Bible said that had Satan known what God's raw plan was concerning Jesus Christ it says that he would have never crucified the Lord of glory it says they would have been Jesus bodyguards keep him alive but God tricked him 
Okay? And that's why sometimes the Lord will let you get beaten up on for a little while. He'll let them talk about you for a little while. He'll let your family members try to make it seem like you crazy because you're following Jesus and you're going too far. He'll let them beat you down and he'll let them attack you when actually he's telling you, now remember what he said, now while they're attacking you, I'm going to give you rewards. And while they're attacking you, it's going to embolden them to attack you more. And I'm just doing it until they go too far. Then when they go too far, I'm going to put them in check so that when they fall, they won't get back up. That's how that works. Why are you crying? Quit crying, folk. Okay. If anything, laugh. I mean, no, you see two people getting ready to fight, and if one of them, st- or two people arguing, if one of them start laughing, how many you know that's a cue? <laughs> or with the ladies, with the men, they start laughing. With the ladies, they start singing. Mm. <laughs> That that means it's about to be set it off. (laughs) All right, so that's enough about that. I just want to have to explain these things as we move forward because I uh, I have to be honest with y'all. I am very much overwhelmed with the abilities that we have learned Um, because it, it feels a little surreal because I was always taught that ministry has to be a problem. And I didn't see all of these things. So it's, it's a, there's a measure of difficulty wrapping your head around um, that we're charting a path that others are not walking in. And that we, that we really can operate in perfect victory. That we really can get 100% results. Y'all know what I'm saying? And we really can make an impact. When you study the Bible, it was never a large group of people that God used to change anything. It was small. He just needed them to obey. And so the dark side knows that. They know that, okay, they used to be small, now they're increasing in numbers. But they know it's not the numbers, it's the unity. And sometimes it's not even the unity because nobody will unify themselves with you. David again. Sometimes you got to fight battles all by yourself. And if you have to fight a battle all by yourself, God will empower you as though you are the army. You ever read about that, those group of men underneath David? See, this is also a key. See, I didn't, okay. We, well, we didn't, we didn't really worship a whole long, so we might do two sermons today, but we're still going to get out of time. <laughs> How many know David was a beast? And, and, and I wish I could put it up on screen, but um, David, David, before he killed Goliath, he was always killing lions and tigers and bears in the background. <laughs> okay. So he was already a beast in private. That's why the Lord let him do it in public, because he was already doing it in private. Okay. And so, um, but then there's another scene that as when David was running from Saul, um, it's very interesting that it didn't matter that David was a beast. The enemy still tried to use Saul to kill David. <laughs> That's the nature of the enemy. We got to kill this food because he's going to kill us. Always remember this. The devil's attitude is we got to get you before you get us. Because if we leave you unchecked, you are going to get us. Okay. So what another creature told us. When I told him, what's your main agenda in the last days? He said, your kids. He said, it's been prophesied that your kids are going to destroy us. So we're trying to destroy as many of them through abortion and drugs and gangsterism and all of that type of stuff so that hopefully we can snuff out the ones that are supposed to kill us. That's what they told us. Okay. And so, but there's a scene that says that every man that was in debt, every man that was distressed, and sorrowful and depressed. It says that they all gathered themselves together 
towards David. What's very interesting is, is that then later on, it gives you a description of those men. And it says that, see, because who you, who you are with is going to determine what you become. That's why I don't care nothing about what people preach. I'm not impressed by, you know, you can put words together and make people shout and all that type of stuff. But when I go to your house, what do you practice? I mean, no, you go on YouTube, man, you get tired of preaching. Your ears will just fall off because everybody got a word. Everybody got a sermon. Everybody got an opinion. Everybody got a revelation. And some of the deepest people have no power. Anybody can preach. It's not a rocket science. You, can, you know what I'm saying? I mean, think about it. No different than most rappers. Some of them can, I mean, think about it. Some of these guys can rap really, really good. Some of them take their time and put the lyrics together. In other words, they can just go with the flow. Hey, so some people are just wordsmiths. I never will forget. I don't know why I'm on this Eminem tip. I never will forget uh, that song uh, years ago when I was a heathen. <laughs> I never will forget when Eminem songs came out called Lose Yourself. I was driving in the car when I heard that. Man, next thing you know, I went from 55 to like 95. I'm going down the freeway like, oh, 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 you felt that. You know what I'm saying? But he was a heathen. He still is. Hopefully he can get saved. Can you imagine somebody rapping by the power of the Holy Spirit? Uh, you, you sitting there 500 years later. Oh, he keep on going. <laughs> anyway, let me get back to my point. And you go, I can't remember where it is, but you go back and you, all of those men that were in debt and distress and then explain what they became connected to a man who wasn't afraid of a giant. And not only, remember, I told you there are two leadership styles, man. There are two leadership styles. One is the one that most others use, which is if I'm the pastor, my floor is your ceiling. Which means you'll be a part of a church for 30 years and you still can't do nothing. Still having dreams and still can't get no interpretation. They're not interested in what you call to do. They're not interested in your giving. They're not interested in the visions that the Lord gives you. They're not interested in your prophetic gifts. Join the church, serve, give, and leave me alone. And if I see you in public, I'm not going to shake your hand because I'm a movie star. That's serious, y'all. Okay. Um, but then the other style is if I'm the pastor, my ceiling is your floor. That's why Jesus said, disciples, when I'm done with you, you do greater works. Where I end is where you start. Understand what I'm saying? And so that was the type of leadership principle that David had. And so that's why, even though David was a beast, the men that came behind him and connected to him, when you read what they did, they did greater than what David did. One guy, they said that he was fighting in the army and the enemy army came against them. And it says the whole army ran. Whole army ran. And it said he stood there and destroyed the army all by himself. They said he fought with such vengeance that when after he had killed everybody, it said they had to pry the sword out of his hand. That's just, it talked about 33 of David's men. 33 of them. These, and, and they were bringing it. They was just doing stuff. And it, it said that one fought a giant, ran up on the giant, snatched the big steer, spear out of the giant's hand, and then killed him with his own spear. Said another dude just climbed into a snowy pit on a snowy day and killed a couple of lions. This, this is not, you know, this is not playtime. This is, hey, I just feel like killing a couple. Ain't nobody supposed to be, you know, wrestling no tigers and bears just because. But, but they were beasts in the spear. You know, they're beasts. 
that's a worldly term, but they were beast when it came to the kingdom of God. Because in the kingdom, who you become connected to, you're supposed to be greater than them. You still honor them, but you become greater. That's why, how many know, Joshua did more than Moses. Elisha did more than Elijah. David did more than Saul. Y'all see the principle. It's not the opposite, that you're here to serve me. And so that's the reason why we have an army that has never been trained for war. They've been trained for church. And that's why, and as a result of that, that's why the devil thinks. And so he's going to run up in here. Who are these fools? How come y'all not like, I know y'all think we just make this up. That's why I'm glad I had witnesses from Randall to Devon and others and you know, the women here are much crazier when it comes to demons. We just kind of chill out. Half the time, we just hold them so that the ladies can act a fool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right before we cast, I think it was me and Devon. Devon and I, and we were in the back room. We were casting one out. And I can't remember the, 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 oh, that was a demon that had a problem with, I'm thinking Devon is sitting over there. Where's Devon? He's up there in the booth. <laughs> Look at all the hands. <laughs> and that was the one who, uh, uh, he was, I said, what problem do you have with the church? He said two things. He said, one, he said, the problem we have with you is that you're teaching your people about the secrets of the dark side. He said, the second problem that we have with you, he says, is that you're revealing to your people heavenly secrets for dominion. How many know that's an excellent testimony? Okay. And then right before he left, he said, your slogan is true. This church's results really are different. And then he left. I don't even be preaching sermons from demons. I'm just got to let you know that. It's a little weird. <laughs> just saying. And that's for everybody. And that's why I have to say publicly. Don't get mad at me because I want to walk with God and you want to walk with men. I'm supposed to lower myself for you. Jesus, Remember Jesus told the disciples, y'all going to leave too? Because I will do this by myself. It's like, no, we ain't got nowhere to go. <laughs> we left all to follow you. He said, you didn't leave nothing. You just think you did. Because there's no man that's left anything for me that won't get a hundredfold back. You just think you left something because you're looking at the moment and not over time. So you're, even, you're always wrong. Always remember that. You're always wrong. Even when I'm right, I'm still wrong. Because what I'm right about is not all there is to be right about that point. <sighs> all right. I'm supposed to be kind of chilled out today, but. So, some good teaching, though. All right, so let's do the second lesson. <laughs>